ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, The Undiluted Truth, coming to you from the All Seasons Tabletop Studio. I am Ben, and do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Now, today's episode is going to be more shocking facts from Jeffrey Jackson with the high wire in The Jackson Report. Part 2. And without further delay, let's go ahead and welcome in our host, Mike. I like it. I like it, Ben. Thank you. Excellent. Jeffrey Jackson in the Jackson Report. Hey, who is ready for the Jackson Report? I am. Yeah. Wow, they they all oh, sound they, excited. They love it. They love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we introduced Jeffrey in the last episode, and what a following he's got. That's right. He is serious stuff. A true investigative journalist, mm-hmm. not one of these uh, just mantra reading. You know, what's the news of the day? Did you check the memo? Uh, mm. What are we, you know, what kind, what kind of propaganda are we spewing today? No, this is actual truth. And sometimes it's sad oh, to yeah. see the yeah. lack of common sense and uh, the, the, golly days, the void of intelligence. Just how, how much can we take <laughs> anymore? You know, how much? Yeah, I, I mean, I was just mentioning when we were off air just a second ago that, uh, you know, Sometimes when I'm listening to this stuff, I just feel like I'm losing IQ points. Yeah. It's just, and yeah, it's maddening. Well, you know, and we talked about some, uh, you know, some quotes that we've heard that really sort of fit the, you know, the, the day, you know, the season that we're in here with the, with, with all of this nonsense. And, uh, you know, I was sharing with you one, uh, that, uh, what, one of the smartest gentlemen, I think that, that, author and uh, historian mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Sowell uh, says, we are raising children in this day and hour where facts are optional. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa. He, he, he hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what we see. You know, it's like, you know, the, the, well, yeah. the, the facts are just an, an inconvenience to, to some people. They just get in the way. Right. You know. And the, and the kids are going to follow the adults. So the more people that are... You know, well, we don't need ab facts or just don't care about fa- actual facts. I mean, they'll claim we need yeah. to find the facts, but they, they they don't they don't actually look at the true facts. They just, no, no, yeah. uh, they you know as uh, another Thomas Sowell analogy is you don't even need to know these same kids with the you know uh-huh. the optional facts don't even need to know what they're talking about. Just as long as you have an idea and you're passionate about it, and you and and you can share whatever that passion so is. So what you're saying is it's all about feelings. Yeah, nothing more than feelings. Yeah, yeah. You don't you yeah. don't have to back it up. You don't yeah. even have to you know. And and we say it all the time. These guys here have documents. You know, a matter of fact, the one that you're going to hear jeffrey jackson uh quoting from in okay. this uh, when he begins mm-hmm. this this second report here it was it's the same report but the second part yeah he's quoting the los angeles times these are actually things that have been written and reported on mm-hmm. right so i mean everything and and folks all you have to do is go to the high wire and you can get all of this documentation you can get so so much information to yeah. 
to really to kind of enhance your your understanding and intelligence about all of this and to share with people. And going back to just uh you know what we're doing here like rock tumbling truth seeking. Yes. You know, the phrase used to be, you know, it's not worth the paper it isn't written on. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's not even worth the paper that it is written on uh, exactly. a lot of times. Yeah. It's like Right. I, I mean so you can't even use that phrase much anymore. Uh, well, and we'll know. And you know, the thing is, is you have to be willing to look at some of these documents and, yeah. and seek and find them. And you know, the easiest mm-hmm. thing to do. And we 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 heard this the other day. You know, we know that Google and and YouTube and 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 you know the way that the the algorithms have been tweaked and so forth. You know, somebody will say, "Well, well hey, just Google it." You can Google yeah. anybody that is sharing the truth and find out something that they've done that is either made up or or sensationalized that was really a marginal thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you you know if you Wikipedia something or Google something, you better confirm or validate that information. Right. You know, I, mean, I, I like the old days. Yeah. The World Book Encyclopedia, mm-hmm. you know, the Collier's Encyclopedia. Go to the library. Look it up with, you know, cold, yeah. cold hard facts, right. you know. Uh, and, you know, the thing, you know, as, as we saw in the, the the last episode where they're redefining everything. Yeah. They're redefining everything. Absolutely. And, and Jeffrey's going to get right into it. So, anyway, officially, I know you did. Well, wel- welcome all, all of you rock tumblers and True seekers, uh, we don't want to you know, deprive you. You know, everybody was roaring uh, at the beginning. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're allowed to bust the door in here in the studio. That's, that's Where's true. Jeffrey? Where's Jeffrey? Okay, all right, enough of that. <laughs> here he is, Jeffrey Jackson, and the second part of the Jackson Report. All right, and experts at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have set aside herd immunity as a national goal. Well, isn't that interesting? Now, it says here, this is what they're going to go towards. Instead of specifying a vaccination target that promises an end to the pandemic, public health officials hope to redefine success in terms of new infections and deaths. And they'll surmise that herd immunity has been achieved when both remain low for a sustained period of time. You see nothing in that sentence of dates, of, of concrete anything. It's just no. gobbledygook, uh, you know, nebulous talk. And, <laughs> and, and, and remember, so now let, for people keeping track at home, the CDC has changed the definition of herd immunity. The CDC has changed the definition of a vaccine, and they're going to change, or they're considering changing the definition of what it means to be vaccinated with these boosters coming out. So how many wow. times can we change the goalposts without raising a red flag here? Apparently, I guess, infinitely. I mean, infinite boosters in our future, as Forbes said. You know, we just don't know the number. We don't know how many times we have to change definitions. And, you know, that idea that we're going to monitor, well, herd immunity will just be when the amount of deaths is low and the amount of serious infections, meaning after everybody's been killed by our mistakes and there's barely anyone left, we've achieved. We're there. Mm, Wow. Well, states are moving on their own now for this booster, and it's because apparently they're frustrated, reads the headline. So this is what's looking like right now. Some frustrated states don't want to wait for the FDA for for FDA. Expand COVID-19 vaccine booster eligibility to all adults. That's Arkansas, California, Colorado, New Mexico, West Virginia, and New York City as the time of reporting right now. Um, FDA is supposed to meet on on this uh, in the coming days, and the federal government, Biden administration, is also talking about doing a nationwide uh, booster push. 
Uh, but let's bring it back to a, a topic or a, a headline we covered from the New York Times just a couple months ago. And we're seeing all of these headlines fawn over the idea of a booster. What a great idea. This is what the reporting looked like just, again, a couple months ago. New study of COVID booster shots fans debate over benefits. We have a debate. And it says, what the Israel data show is that a booster can enhance protection for a few weeks in older adults, a result that, that is unsurprising, experts say, and does not indicate long-term benefit. Uh, what I would predict will happen is that the immune response to that booster will go up and then it will contract again, says Marion Pepper, an immunologist at the University of Washington in Seattle. But is that three to four month window what we're really trying to accomplish? It goes on. In younger people, officials must balance the limited benefit of a third dose with the risk of side effects like blood clots or heart problems, researchers mm. said. And repeatedly stimulating the body's defenses can also lead to a phenomenon called immune exhaustion, Dr. Pepper said. There's that word again. Uh, she goes on to say, there's obviously some risk in continuously trying to ramp up an immune response. She said, if we get into this cycle of boosting every six months, it's possible that this could work against us. Uh, let's pause that for a second. And you did hit it right here, right? Mm. Marion Pepper, Dr. Marion Pepper. He said, Dr. Pepper, don't yeah. think that was a fluke <laughs> thing. Uh, I thought that was oh, that man. was sort of interesting. You know, if somebody just turned on, they would go, well, what is he talking about? Dr. Pepper, we, you know, we're getting boosters of Dr. Pepper. No, this is Marion Pepper. It might actually be better for you to get it, boosters it, of Pepper. You know what? It, um, it, it may be. It, so, but but in 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 th these are coming through. Now that last one was from the New York Times. So what you're hearing is the vaccine, this booster. They're saying, well, it might be good for about a few weeks. These are mm -hmm. studies that are being done. These are doctors that are saying this. And yeah. in the in the last thing she says, if we get into this cycle of boosting every six months, it's possible that this could work against us. Right. But in, but in kids, yes. did you hear what what they what she said about the kids? I found that quite interesting. Um, if we give kids a third shot, we have to be careful because of the side effects, which she said blood clotting mm -hmm. and myocarditis. I'm sure heart problems. Yeah. But now, just going back to the blood clotting, uh, let's go back to Robert Fleming. That is his right, Robert. Fleming. Richard. Richard Fleming. Richard Sorry. Fleming. Yeah. Got that wrong. Yeah. Dr. Rich, Richard Fleming. That's, that's correct. Let's go back to him. Mm -hmm. What was it that the SARS-CoV-2, what was the disease that it brought about? It was inflammothrombotic. Infl which is what? It is blood, blood? clotting. Oh, my goodness. So, we're gonna, so we might have side effects of the exact same thing we're trying to take care of? Yeah. What in the world are you thinking? Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. I just... Yeah. Okay. No. I digress. No. No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's 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 where we are. So now, at least somebody's leaning toward. Yeah, man. You know, I think boosting every six months might not be the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, uh, we're going to continue on, and this, the, the, you know, this is really you know, starting to get into the weeds a little bit. Um, but believe me, it's going to be clear when we get toward the end. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it's going to be over. It's yeah. just going to be clear. <laughs> and that's apparently where we really are. I guess Road New York Times forward. is, right. yeah, right right into it. And now I guess some of the biggest news as well on top of this booster push is Austria. Austria became the first, uh, the first country to lock down the vaccinated. This is officially locked down the vaccinated. 
I'm sorry. Yes, the unvaccinated. Uh, there was a slip there. Um, Austria locks down most of the unvaccinated, unleashes heated debates, uh, discussions across Europe about how to tackle the latest COVID-19 surge. So we're looking at Austria's, uh, uh, Austria, the UK is uh, talking about it. France is talking about it now. Same thing, locking down the unvaccinated Italy. Uh, um, Czech Republic and Slovakia have announced they would be doing it. But let's look at uh, a, a chart from Austria just to give you an idea of how great their measures work. Now, this was a, a, out of Twitter. And you can see here, their cases on the far right are surging to the highest they've ever been. And that includes mask mandate, mask mandate for indoor locations, N95 mask mandate, and expanded mask requirements plus enforcements. So this is basically their vaccine, their mask mandate, their lockdowns, their heavy-handed enforcements, and now they're locking down the one population that that is unvaccinated. And Dell, as we're going to air, uh, some breaking news here just came in. Austria has announced that they will also be locking down the vaccinated. So I think that's where my slip oh, right. came from. I had that in my head. So wow. now full lockdown in Austria. <laughs> so all of these countries that were gleefully ready to follow Austria's lead to lock down the unvaccinated, I, I, I am curious if they're going to change their tune now. I, I, are we looking at full lockdown across uh, across Europe at this point? I'm not sure, but these are the headlines we're looking at right now as they're breaking. Yeah. So uh, just how, just to oh yeah. So how'd that work the first time? Because that's what yeah. we quote tried to do at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So they've locked. Uh, the, so Austria is locking down even the vaccinated now. So so this wonderful <laughs> thing that's supposed to save everybody and wow. keep you from getting uh, the the virus. It's uh, it's not working. Yeah. You know what? And 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 did you hear? This is you know uh, uh, lockdowns, masking, vaccine. I mean, you know uh, what else can you do? You know. Everything they're doing, everything, and this is a this is November the eighteenth is when this was being reported. So this was you wow. know just uh, what uh, three three four weeks. Uh, yeah, three, yeah. This is this yeah. is recent here. Yeah. So we're we're you can you can say we're right in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and this is going on all around us. And of course, what did we see? Well, we'll get into that in a sec uh, about uh, Germany. Uh, yeah, that was before yeah. we aired here uh, right. on this episode. Exactly. Germany's locking down. Well, we haven't aired this episode yet. Yeah, recorded though. But we can say we can say we're airing it. This is true. This yeah, is true. This is yeah. true. All right, here we go. The Jackson Report. And man, I mean, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but as you talk about Vermont, all of these highly vaccinated states and and countries around the world are seeing this happening with COVID. So then it really makes you wonder. We were sort of being lulled into this lullaby that we're coming to the end of this. The vaccine was working. And now as we look around the world, uh, it appears that we may be, you know, sliding down into a really uh, dark place. And the officials in charge are just going to use the same old rhetoric that hasn't worked until now. In fact, has put us in this position. Um, so I, I think we should all prepare for some challenging times ahead. Uh, great reporting, Jeffrey. All of that so important uh, to set up the interview that I'm about to have with uh, Geert van den Bosch. So thank you for that work. And, um, and you know, it's next week is Thanksgiving, so have a great uh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, would you? All right. Thank you, Dell. You too. Right, take care, Jeffrey. Okay. Who, who likes Jeffrey? Yeah. What? Sorry, stuff. I was ahead of you. No, that's okay. That's great stuff. So we are going to be, and I know, look, uh, you guys are probably reeling right about now uh, just based on what you've just heard from, you know, from from these reports. 
and, and you also heard, and we, we've got some good news and things to look forward to. We'll get into a little bit of uh, uh, Garrett Van and Bosch and uh, you know that he is one of the one of the experts um, that uh, that Dell has has brought in to you know done several uh, uh, interviews with. So and he's a immunologist. He, he's, is he? yeah, he's he's immunologist, virologist, uh, biologist. He's scientist. He he has got uh, you know accreditations. You know you know from way back and, and okay. more importantly is is a. A, a vaccine developer so he right. he's you know he knows these things inside and out and he's been you know sending you know the clarion call out for a while that we should be very cautious about what's going on and you know just you know to, to preface this he is not necessarily anti-vaccine you know okay right so he you know he's he's, he's sort of pro vaccine historically and and what vaccines have done through history I will disagree with him but you know i i can do that and i'm only disagreeing based on facts and dell bigtree's been fighting vaccines that have been coming out since the 60s okay but guess what this is what i like about the high wire and i would like to think that our approach is the same you can have a conversation mm-hmm. uh, an, an intelligent adult conversation with someone that you fundamentally don't don't agree with you know, right. like right. what's getting ready to happen. You know, so if you think about it, Dell Bigtree done a lot of research over the years on you know vaccines on the young, and okay. I, I say the children. You know, all of right. these you know MMR and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, historically, uh, now Geert Vandenbosch might say, well, they're they're perfectly fine. Right. You know, but with that being said, l- these guys can get together and talk about what's going on now with this. So yeah, a scientist that knows exactly. the, the medicine, knows the, the the chemistry, the whole biology of, of what's going on with them, yeah. and a a you know an advocate for us to seek out problems with the vaccines and some of the problems that happened in the past. So, um, but anyway, uh, man, I, I tell you what, I think we might have to take one day of the week just. For the Jackson report, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. But but uh, I, I also want to remind our our listeners that everything that you just heard on that, and everything you're hearing now, you can go on and, and get from the highwire.com. But more importantly, the documents mm-hmm. that that uh, Dell and and Jeffrey Jackson were were talking about, everything's right. there. Every everything that they talk about. All of the stuff is archived. You can get loads and loads uh, of information. So, okay. um, it you know, I don't know if if you're like me. I'm sort of a geek that way. I, w- I want to be able to back up what I'm telling people. Yeah, you know, I just don't want to yeah. say, "Hey, well, I, I just heard this." No, I you know, I heard it and give them references of what you know the documentation and the research bears. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, without further delay. Uh, we might get that same response from people that uh, hear uh, Dr. Vandenbosch. We could. And keep in mind, I just want to remind everybody that uh, maybe this is your first time listening to him. Uh, Geert, I think he's from Germany, but he's got a a strong accent, so Mm -hmm. listen carefully uh, as, as they go through this interview. But he is 
he has a bevy of of information. So, all right, all right, here we go. That his voice needs to be heard. We need to listen. We need to act accordingly. Here is our interview with Geert Vanden Bosch. Hello, Geert. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for taking the time today to, you know, really get into the details of your theories and issues with this vaccination program, with this pandemic and uh, the SARS coronavirus. So thank you for taking the time. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And for our audience that's watching, and, and as you know, you are in Brussels, Belgium. I am in Austin, Texas. Okay. But through the magic of filmmaking, we're sort of sitting in the same room virtually because I wanted to put out a video that really feels more intimate because we're going to get very intimate on this conversation. So to begin with, I have done several shows now on the different interviews you have done over the last almost half a year, last several months. You put out a video very early on from your own social media page uh, warning the WHO that there was a real problem with the approach towards the SARS coronavirus or SARS-CoV-2. Dear colleagues at the WHO, my name is Geert van den Bosch. My background is veterinary medicine. I'm a certified expert in microbiology and infectious diseases. I have a PhD in virology and I have a long-standing career in human vaccinology. I'm urging you to immediately open the scientific debate on how human interventions in the COVID-19 pandemic are currently driving viral immune escape. I'm urging you to invite me for a scientific hearing open to the public and to scientists all over the world on this very topic, ignoring or denying the impact of stringent infection prevention measures combined with mass vaccination using prophylactic vaccines is a colossal blunder. Please do listen to my cry of distress and let's first and foremost deliberate on a scientifically justified strategy to mitigate the tsunami of morbidity and lethality that is now threatening us. And let's meanwhile devise a strategy to eradicate the steadily emerging highly infectious variants. On behalf of humanity, I sincerely thank you for considering my call. Okay, uh, just before Dell speaks again, that was in March of this of year, of twenty twenty one. Wow! Now think about that. He's mentioning variants. Mm -hmm. When 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 did we start hearing about variants? Not until like you didn't really hear about Delta until right. like April, May. Or June. He's seen him coming. He knew what was going on, and he's calling this whole thing a blunder. If they're, you know, by, by this vaccine and what I mean, he's 
but but he he's got a calmness. He he wants to bring this out. You know, scientists get together. The you know, basically the brain trust. Let's talk about this because we're heading for. He calls it a tsunami of morbidity and 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 uh, volatility. And here again, this is in March. Our in our yes. previous podcast, Absolutely. that information was in February. In February. So these yeah. are like very shortly after the vaccines actually quote officially came out at least here in the U.S. Yes, and it, really. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! So, all right. So, just keep that in mind as as we're going through going mm-hmm. through that. Now, this was recent. Yeah, this was recent here with uh, with Dell. Okay. To begin with, this time, uh, I want to start out with sort of your background. What is it specifically about your experiences that is giving you a different perspective than we're hearing from other? Uh, world-renowned scientists. Well, Del, I, I think it has, in fact, more to do with what I decided uh, back 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, uh, where I decided I would take a completely different approach to science. But it started all with my intention that I would start all of a sudden to look at the science, not as, you know, an objective in its own right, but as a tool to solve problems. Mm. Uh, because I was really very much bothered having worked in both academia and in industry, I started thinking more and more about these two different worlds that both start with P, the world of the publications, that's what counts in academia, and the world of products, that's what counts in industry. Mm-hmm. And in between, everybody talks about translational medicine, but it's very, very rare, in fact, that we find solutions that we use the science to really solve problems. And of course, uh, my background is veterinary medicine that's ve- very broad, that's very diversified. And um, I had a chance uh, during my career to touch upon several different fields. I specialized in virology, uh, in vaccinology. I learned my vaccinology, in fact, in industry. That's also the place where I learned uh, uh, immunology. I was uh, teaching zoonosis, so infectious diseases that can be transferred from animals to humans at the uh, university. I had, uh, have a long-standing interest in evolutionary uh, biology and all this is bet- is, uh, has to do with interactions between the pathogen and the host. So the host immune system and understanding these interactions is very, very important. And then what's also very important is to understand the evolutionary capacity that a pathogen has when it is put under widespread immune pressure. That is something you don't have in clinical studies, for example, right? This is the population effect. And so this simply illustrates that you have to to be able to draw from all these several different fields. I was so fed up that we put many products in the pipeline in industry without even understanding how they interact, how they work exactly. And I was so fed up in academia that mm-hmm. all what counts is, is publication. We need to connect both because otherwise we are in a situation right now where we put out products without understanding what's going on, without understanding the pandemic. And, and you, you know my point. 
I'm 200% convinced that this is going to lead to, to, to a, catastrophe, a catastrophe, to, to a disaster. 200%. Here, you worked for mm. Gavi oh. on the Ebola vaccine program. You've worked with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, obviously, uh, you didn't start out by deciding to put your career in jeopardy as a world-renowned, you know, vaccine maker, as a scientist, as a, as a you know, professor. Uh, you must have reached out to... Your, your peers at the WHO, who I know you've worked with before, at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, at, you know, Gavi. Uh, what did, how did you reach out and what was the response? Well, Dell, I've reached out uh, at least uh, three times uh, to, I would say, all the global health uh, authorities, a number of public health authorities, uh, CDC, uh, NIH, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, WHO, of course. And... Uh, I got maybe one or two anonymous uh, responses. Maybe I said this in an earlier interview, and I'm not going to disclose his name, but it is certainly one, if not the most famous vaccinologist on this globe, who told me, Geert, you are right, mm. these vaccines are basically just going to breed variants, but nobody is going to listen to you because you go against the mainstream. Okay. Wow. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we have to, we're going to stop it right there because uh, I, I think that's enough to digest in the first part of this because you, you've got his background. He just laid out some heavy. He didn't say who this was, mm -hmm. but he named, or should I say he described, he didn't name an individual that he spoke to that was the number one. Uh, vir uh, virologist, virologist in, in, in the world, in the world, on the globe, he said. Yeah, on the globe. And wow. And you know, of course, he's contacting all these people. He is no Geert's known, uh, and he got maybe two anonymous responses. But he did talk yeah. to this other gentleman. He says, "No, he says they're not going to listen to you mm -hmm. because why? Because it, you, because you're bucking the system. You go against." Yeah. The mainstream, the mainstream is what he said. Mm -hmm. That's sad because this man cares about life and, and he knows what's coming. He said, this thing is just going to super spread variants and, yeah. and it, their immune system is going to be in such a quandary. It's not going to identify all these variants and it's good. I've heard him speak before, but I'm sure he's going to get, get into it a little bit more, but yeah. that's, and I hope, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope you can understand him. Uh, and there get you can see some of these same interviews on the high wire. So if you go on the high wire, uh, we're just trying to get this information out to you uh, because that's what we do. We 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 seek yeah. out you know good information and, and we want to share it. And there are tons out there, believe it or not, for those who care to look. Uh, yeah. If you just want to, you know, whistle while you work and skip on down the road and and think life is wonderful and you know, uh, you know, uh, next year I'll be, you know, I'll probably be on my thirteenth booster and you know oh. everything's going to be fine. Uh, then I I pray hard for you mm -hmm. uh, that that's not the case. We urge yeah. you do your due diligence, seek the information, and if if you are not a praying person. We're going to pray for you. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. um, 
anyway, uh, good stuff here. And it just just to bait you, don't miss the next episode because uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this topic with a probably one of one of the the most uh, renowned individuals on this topic in not just in the country but in the world. So excellent. All right, uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right, Ben. Mm. Let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and close out here. Oh, Father man. in heaven, uh, once again, we thank you again for this platform. We thank you for the many blessings upon us. We trust and, and continue to pray for all of those listening. L- Lord, you know what their needs are, so we pray that they be met. We pray that those hearts be sincere and and pure in seeking truth and seeking you. Uh, special uh, prayers upon the high wire, everyone there that is uh, that are involved in that, those that are standing up seeking, uh, not just seeking truth, but putting out truth, putting their reputations on the line, uh, standing in the gap, so to speak. All of those those medical professionals, uh, chemists, biologists, uh, doctors such as uh, Doctor Gear Van der Bosch, we uh, special. Blessing and may your holy angels protect all of those out there that are doing it. You know who they are. And Lord, we also ask for just clarity in our minds and give us a hunger and thirst for your righteousness and truth. And as we part ways for this particular episode, we ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we ask and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.